top shelf fantasy. How's it going, everyone? This is Top Shelf Fantasy. I got Craig here, Scott, and uh, Corey. We are uh, watching a little home run derby and talking about fantasy football for you. We got the AFC North division coming up for the division previews that we do every year. And uh, this is July 18th, uh, podcast number 203. Uh, go ahead and find us on all of our uh, the listening platforms out there uh, and uh, find us on our socials at Top Shelf FNTSY and our website at topshelffantasy.com. Um, so like that to start, we only have really one big piece of news to get into uh, before we get into the AFC North. And uh, I officially weigh less than Leonard Fournette now. So that is, <laughs> that, is a, that is a good pat on the back for myself. I feel pretty good about it. I don't think he should feel good about it if he knew that. No. <laughs> I, I, he's finding the weight I'm losing. So I'm, I'm fine with it. Hey, keep it going. Just keep sabotaging everybody else's teams that decide to draft him. So 260. Yes, it, two, it, 260. That is 260 pounds is like Jerome Bettis weight, the bus. That's Eddie Lacy's playing weight for his last, <laughs> well, not the last couple seasons, because I'm pretty sure at some point he got to 300. But Did he really hit a 300? Oh, that that was a si- sitting on the bench weight. Yeah, his, that was his pine riding weight. He was making sure that bench wasn't going anywhere. Right, right. But um, so so Derrick Henry is the biggest brick shit house in the world. Six three two forty seven. So he's got thirteen pounds on Derrick Henry. He's not. He's not hey, I think he's I, as tall. I am not. Six, would you say six foot three or six foot four? Is that what Derrick Henry is? Henry six, six three, three yeah. uh, two forty seven. Fournette six feet <laughs> two sixty. So okay. and he was two twenty eight. He was two twenty eight last year. He's he he's gained over thirty pounds well, in an, in in an off season. And and right, <laughs> they played late. They, they, they played till the NFC title game. So it's not like, you know, he was done after week 16 or 17. Like he had a short time to do this. Oh, he it's was. A, it's a ton of weight that quickly. I mean, it's <laughs> it, he, it, it's a shitload. And like he visited teams and like he did workouts for teams and they didn't see him like, oh, he's got a little belly on him. Or, or they call it probably James Harden, you know, just take the fat suit off. But that's a lot of weight. Yeah, there's like the whole concept of playing into shape, but. To like gain and lose thirty pounds in a matter of like a few months is like not only a detriment to your body overall, but like it's just dumb. Like, why would you do that to your body? You know who he reminds me of now, and I'm looking up his weight. Yep, Pablo Sandoval, two hundred <laughs> two hundred and sixty eight pounds. Oh. That's like we're we're talking about now. Panda like, was like five seven though, five ten. <laughs> so, so yep. it's close. close. Yeah, took a person that is exactly my height and then called him five seven. So that's how I would look on TV. He's exactly that short and probably close to that fat. So that's good. He that's was good too. He was too fat when he tore his rotator cuff to get an MRI. So they had to wait for the swelling to go down because his arm wouldn't fit in the machine. Not that they couldn't see it. His arm <laughs> wouldn't fit in the machine. Like it's either that or we drive you down to the zoo and use a the MRI machine that elephants use. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what it's starting to look like. We have we have a known uh, defensive tackle in the league that did this about a decade ago, maybe a decade and a half now. Albert Hainsworth got his contract, got fat, dumb, and happy. Um, if Leonard paid. Fournette did this, I mean, that is that is something else. I mean, $7 million is not Albert Hainsworth money because I'm pretty sure at that time he had the biggest contract like the NFL's ever seen. Mm-hmm. But, you know... What is he? 24, 25, 26. That's if he's if he's really cashing in now. Or that's twenty seven. Okay. All right. So I mean, he might be cashing in. Just, what a screw dick, it, Dick. Though. What a <laughs> dick. Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we talked about last week. Uh, Gabby Davis gaining weight, and you know how. No matter if it's like muscle or or fat, like you still lose some speed if you getting 30 pounds as a running back you i mean that's that's even more severe than a wide receiver and like he had he, average speed to begin with like it wasn't right, like he was right. a burner and yeah. has this to, and again it's know. like he started becoming a pass catching back like not anymore when you 
you can't cut those angles. Like you, you got to get in that like spot fast. And I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, think of an extra, what is it? 30, 35 pounds. You turn your shoulders out like half a second more now. And pass blocking too. Might even, not even be able to get to the guy in time. It's sad, but yeah. uh, we'll, it, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's still very early, but it, it's still not a good sign. I, it's not very early because training no, camp is, starts today 18th that's right <laughs> training camp well, is now it was like last month and like oh uh he showed up like out of shape 40 and, and it was like okay he's out of shape like he's got a month to lose it to pull it back up he's fine and then so he was 240 a, a so, month ago yes so during the mini Holy camp crap. they said he weighed around 240 and he said oh that's no big deal i usually do this i lose about 10 15 pounds before <laughs> well he went the opposite direction by 20 pounds, <laughs> 20 pounds. that is in a month i'm very unhealthy i don't work out at all i can't even try to do that yeah like what do you what do you do to gain 20 pounds in one month i mean i don't know like if he was ripped i'd tell you he was doing steroids but he's just fat so it's like you're not doing anything constructive dude (laughs) and the pictures that are out that you see right now are from that time when he was 240 Mm. like there's no recent picture those are just from a month ago wait for a couple of days when they start training camp when they actually see him or Tampa Bay might be smart enough and just like keep him inside and not let him see the media because there's a good shot he looks he looks bad like way way worse um all right so we had spent enough time talking about uh talking about Fatso so we're gonna get into uh the division AFC North um this is in no particular order um I I, I we're gonna save the best one for last because uh, the last couple times we started with them. Um, but Baltimore Ravens, that's where we're going to start. Uh, so last year they had uh, some running back situation uh, happen basically to every single one of their running backs. They had gotten hurt. Um, they finished eight and nine on the year, missed playoffs. Um, but they have basically, you know, the same same team that they had come into last year with going into this year. Um, the nods are J.K. Dobbins is coming back. Uh, Gus Edwards is coming back. Um, and, you know, Marquise Brown did leave. So those are the big, big notes for the team. Um, they still finish third in rushing because they have, you know, the best running quarterback in the league. Uh, happened to just about get what the running backs got all year. He had a thousand rushing yards versus the 1400 the running backs gained on the season. Um so they finished there. Uh, passing was about even, offense about even on the season. John Harbaugh returns, Greg Roman returns, so no stylistical change. So I'll leave it up to one of you guys to to be the highlight that you want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I just want to mention with Lamar off the bat too, he only played 12 games, and this is probably the first year the Ravens have made the playoffs in quite a while. So um, I think those two go, go hand in hand. And he definitely had a down year as far as, the past couple where he was competing for an MVP, but like you mentioned over, uh, what do you say over a thousand or almost a thousand rushing yards? Yeah. 1,071. Yeah. And he did that in under a full boat schedule. Plus with an ankle injury, he was nursing for the majority of the season where Tyler Huntley ended up relieving him in a lot of games. So, Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was, I was adding the total quarterbacks. He had 767. Yeah. My my 12 games. Yeah. He was closing in on a thousand. He closed in on a thousand in 12 games. So um, that's great from the perspective of draft Lamar Jackson. It's unlikely, I would say to repeat itself in the realm of your returning multiple running backs that should take the ball out of his hand. And you've added weapons at the wide receiver position, even though you lost Marquise Brown. I think you've got enough guys coming in there that you can spread that around. And hopefully the coaching staff sees the same thing to maybe take some of the burden off Lamar's feet. But just I just think that's a really important thing to keep an eye on with this Ravens team is that Lamar output is going to shift. And hopefully it shifts up in the fact that he plays a full schedule, but hopefully it shifts down in the fact that he throws the ball a little bit more and runs a little bit less but 64.4 completion percent is what we usually talk about. We'd like to see, you know, 65, I think we'd like to see as a minimum for a really elite or not elite, but a a starting quarterback in the league, maybe 70, closer to 70% would be for the elite category, but the passing stats are there. You just need to put it all together and get on the field and and actually have some guys around him to help out would be nice. So um, this is a tough team to project too. So I don't know if you, if you really thought too much about that, Craig, but without having JK Dobbins, Gus Edwards, 
any number of complimentary running backs to actually divvy up what's going to happen. Like um, who was the guy that ran the ball last year? The high Tyson Williams isn't there to um, do a lot of the running work. There's not going to be any of the same faces. Right. Yeah. They also had um, uh, most Latavius. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Latavius. Uh, Devonta Freeman love bell for a quick stint. Mm -hmm. It was just all older guys. But I mean, if you're looking at the preview spreadsheet, it's legit. You take everything the running backs did last year and just throw it away. They, there's no running backs that are coming back besides Patrick Ricard from last season. And so he's a it's, fullback, yeah. Right, yeah. So, I mean, I I, I got to, you know, count him because he plays a back position. But, like, you guys are saying, Dobbins is back. Gus Edwards is back. Justice Hill missed the entire year. They drafted Tyler Beatty in the sixth round. So, four guys that were not there last year. And I guess we can kind of get right into it. Um, we skipped that in the news. Um, Dobbins may not play week one. It came out today. And then he kind of said it, it back saying, you know, you guys don't have your sources. I'm playing like training camp. I'm playing preseason. So I don't know what you guys think about that. We've had so much back and forth on him. Yeah. Like the team says one thing, he says another, and this has been going on for months. Um, and I think maybe a couple podcasts ago, we had just said, uh, there, there was almost no chance that Dobbins was going to play mini camp in preseason. And here, here we are. I mean, now he's like, oh, I'm definitely playing preseason. I don't think that the team would be wise to play him in the preseason. You know what you have. I mean, obviously a tune-up's important. Maybe the last preseason game you get a little bit of run in just for some live action. But I think that should be the absolute um, – the most work he puts in in preseason. You know, you want to save him for the actual games that matter. But if he's saying he's playing preseason – I start to question him and in, in his judgment immediately. I'm like, one, are you lying to me? Probably because that's an overstatement of what you should have actually said is that you'll be ready for day one or, or week one, which is the important time for you to play. And then number two, I just say, well, if he actually wants to hop on the field in preseason, I, I really question his judgment because that's just dumb. Yeah. I mean, and they also brought in Mike Davis as well for insurance there that's kind of with Dobbins and Gus Edwards. They both got a same injury and it's kind of a, you know, a question mark right now if they do play week one or not, but uh, we'll you know, here, of course, hear more about that when it comes down the road, but no Marcus Brown, like you said. So I would assume Bateman would be viewed as, as a wide receiver one there. And I would agree with that, but there. There has to be a two. And, of course, there's Mark Andrews there that's going to demand a lot of targets. But, I mean, there's Devin DuVernay still there. Of course, all day James Prochet is still there. Uh, Tylen Wallace. There's got to be someone. But who do you think it's going to be? And Tylen Wallace was a guy getting a lot of hype last season and didn't really turn anything in. So uh, he's a guy I'd like to keep an eye on again, uh, maybe to get an expanded role. I don't know that he comes in as an impact player at any point in, in this season or even down the road, but definitely somebody to keep an eye on. If you have a flyer to take and you maybe have Lamar Jackson as your quarterback. And if you're, you know, you're, you're desperate for a 15th, 16th round pick, I'd take a flyer on a guy like that just as a, as a big upside play with very low risk, but you're, if you're going to do that, a guy like Devin DuVernay is probably also out there and he's probably a safer bet with a, a, you know, at least a safer floor and probably a similar ceiling. Yeah. I almost have to agree with DuVernay. Um, I mean, they drafted him a little bit higher, I believe than Prochet. And it, it's such a weird depth chart for the wide receiver position here. Um, and, and it's, and it's led me to believe in the last like, couple of minutes, I've actually been searching a little bit more on the offensive line to see like, what, what, what are we doing here? Why are we actually having wide receivers as like nothing? So they actually brought in three new offensive linemen, Tyler Linderbaum being one of the rookie draft picks, which is huge. Morgan Moses was a big right tackle signing. Um, and Ronnie Stanley, I believe who was actually hurt for quite a bit, um, should be returning as well. Um, they so they're revamping a little bit on the offensive line and uh projected full season of Lamar Jackson as well with the running backs coming back with the 332 vacated rushing attempts. It's it's almost like they're not, I don't want to say give up on pass. I mean they have to pass the ball, but um it's almost as if they want they're going to do what they wanted to do last year. Um just got rid of 
Marquise Brown, who wanted a big contract. So it's interesting. Uh, Duvernay is probably the two, uh, Prochet the three, but I'm not sure I really care for either of them in fantasy anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, the redraft, I don't think you're touching anyone besides Bateman, Andrews, and then the backs there. Dynasty, I'll take a shot on, I'll take a shot on both Prochet, Duvernay. But again, like you said, if they want to run the ball 500 times this season, 600 times, they're probably going to go to, like if, if, if everyone's healthy. The, the one big loss, too, is um, Orlando Brown, who had these issues last season and then got traded to the Chiefs, I believe it was. Um, that was so that was prior to last season, though. Oh, that was prior to last season? I thought that was mm-hmm. mid-last season for some reason. Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind. They're already used to it. But <laughs> they find but so 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 they're starting left tackle Staley or yeah Stanley Ronnie Stanley he he had gone through a lot of issues last year so they they were hurting I mean they had um one of the older veterans Jawan James be an off, offensive uh, left tackle for a while um just just all around not great uh and and they have made a lot of uh, important moves there to get it back because Orlando Brown was such a big loss two years ago um so i don't know it's very interesting uh you had mentioned tyler Beatty being a running back that they had drafted as far as rookies that's it um sex rounder so it's not really uh anything much to to talk about there so i think honestly if, if you're ready we can probably move on to the next team um just to just to quickly recap what their fantasy strength of schedule is uh quarterbacks it's 27 uh which we're gonna go uh one is the best 32 is the worst. So 27 is not great, but Lamar is going to find his fantasy points in a different way. Running backs. Uh, I believe I have it as nine. Um, if that's, if that's correct. Yeah. Nine. So that's, that's going to be decent. If, if that's the case, it's an easy strength of schedule for the running backs might be part of the backfield or part of this team that you really want to jump into 22 for tight ends, whatever 21 for wide receivers, which is fairly difficult, but it's, you know, fairly doable for Rashard Bateman because, again, he's the one guy that we would even look at there. So that's not too much of an issue. Um, so we'll move on. We'll go over to their rivals, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and they finished last season at 9-7-1. and one. Um, Biggest biggest thing to really discuss with this team is the change at quarterback. Um, a little bit of a shakeup at the wide receiver room. Um, but as far as that goes, that's – I mean, those are big – big hit points but uh that that's really the only main change finished last year in offensive points scored as the 21st team again this was with Roethlisberger so these numbers are going to be kind of difficult to really go off of for projecting um middle of the pack and passing not great at all in the league and rushing uh and that's off the back of a rookie running back that finished as RB4 uh, they were 29th last year in rushing Returning coaches, no change there as well. Wow, 29th, and you have 1,200 yards from Najee Harris. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, their offensive line is just absolute garbage. And it's um, not much better this season either. Yeah, I mean, that when I was looking at this offensive line article, I mean, they're still fourth. You know, there's no... There's nothing that they had really. There's so many names here. I don't even recognize. There's one, Kevin Dotson. <laughs> yeah, like uh, they bring someone in and it's like, yeah, well, they lost one there. It's like a wash. It's 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 still a guy that shouldn't be a starter on half of the teams in the league. Yeah, it's not good, man. Least they yeah, have also the least expensive offensive line of any team in the league. Because <laughs> yeah, they're spending it on four wide receivers, like, and then prepping for the future, they have to pay all these young guys, but. Um, I mean, like you said, this team is near impossible to comp out because we don't know. Right. We actually don't even know who's going to be playing quarterback. I mean, we have an idea. We think it's probably Mitchell Trubisky, but there's a real world where um, Pickett ends up under center within, even if it's not week one by week three or four. I mean, if, if Trubisky plays bad, this is not a team that's going to stick and stick around and lose games um, because their quarterback's not playing up to par. So both those guys leave me with a lot of questions based on their own performance, what they can do to get these wide receivers engaged and in, in scoring points from a fantasy perspective. And then on top of that, if they're not playing well, Najee Harris is running into brick walls again and again and again, because nobody has to respect the passing game. So I'm concerned about the Steelers prospects and 
that kind of sucks because the Steelers are a team I, I buy into every year. I mean, it seems like I'm always buying multiple pieces from them and this year. It gives you hesitance this year on wider yeah. series, doesn't it? it? Like, it really makes it not so known. Like, last year, you Deontay, Juju, Chase, it was automatic. All, all three of them were drafted at some point midway through the draft. And so now, I mean, what are we doing with Claypool? What are we doing with with uh, with Pickens? You know, like you know, Pickens is going to be involved. You know, that's the big rookie wide receiver that they brought in. Um, but how much confidence do we have? Are we really going to be? I mean, people are probably going to draft him high because he's a rookie and he has a big storyline. But mm-hmm. um, the wide receivers are tough. I mean, Deontay is obviously going to be comfortable. The guy had 169 targets last year nice. with, you know, <laughs> yes, nice um, with you know, uh, kind of a yeah, rough, rough, big Ben. So, I mean, while yes, I mean, it's, it's, it is hard. I, I, I'm just trying to fathom what I can take from what big Ben did last year to Mitchell Trubisky and, or Kenny Pickett. And it's hard to say that there's not going to be an improvement, but it's just as likely to say that there will not be an improvement. So um, I would just kind of stick with what I know with Deontay, I'm I'm not a big Chase Claypool guy, especially as he's not getting touchdowns. He got two last year uh, altogether on 60 receptions. So I mean, 860 yards is fine, but it's it's difficult to score fantasy points that way. I finished wide receiver 37. I don't, I don't know what you guys have to think about those three wide receivers. I, I just think this is one of your classic draft the talent kind of uh, arguments or points to to make, right? Like. At the end of the day, you don't know what the quarterback is going to bring. So take the best wide receiver, which is Deontay Johnson. I don't think there's any arguing that. However, you just don't know who Mitch Trubisky or Pickett is going to fall in love with. And I feel like I I find myself talking about this every year. Trubisky's probably going to have Deontay Johnson as his number one guy all the way through camp. Pickett's going to work with the twos. I don't know that Pickett and Chase or Pickett and Pickens or Pickett and anybody else on that team decide to be – it could be fucking Friar move. And they decide to be best friends, and he, they want to. True, they, yeah. They want to be uh, Pickett's go-to guy, and then Week Four comes along, and Mitch hasn't played well, so now Pickett's the guy, and just like that, Deontay Johnson is out of town, and he's an afterthought in the offense. Do I think that happens? No, I think Deontay Johnson continues to eat. I think he runs every route, and if he needs to be close to the goal, uh, close to the line of scrimmage to get the ball in his hand, he can do that. But a lot, a lot, a lot of uncertainty, even more than last year, because at least we knew. Big Ben loved throwing to Deontay. He's going to give him the ball no matter what. Chase Claypool goes downfield. He doesn't have the arm to do that. Cool. Don't trap Chase Claypool. Easy peasy. You know, this year, a lot different. Then you, you walk it back even further. When's the last time Mitch Trubisky supported two wide receivers at the same time? Okay. How about three, four? I'd say never <laughs> yeah. without even also looking. Tight end? I'd, yeah, say, no. I'd guess never. Yeah. yeah so, Cause Farman's going to get his too, or he right. at least should. But I mean, I don't think it it's can get worse of an offense, but I agree. It's going to be, different like Mitch Trubisky is a play action kind of quarterback mobile kind of quarterback that they've wanted for some time which is completely opposite of Ben so what's that offense going to look like it could be completely different but yeah you're gonna have to go back and watch like Cordell Stewart uh is that Cordell Cordell Stewart tape to figure out how they're gonna run this (laughs) offense yeah (laughs) but uh yeah I mean all the points you guys said I I completely agree with um yeah i want to highlight that pat fryer take because i really do think that he's going to be super underrated finished tight end 13 last year and he's only going to get more because eric ebron left which granted he didn't do much but it's, um what's the targets that he had yeah, 18. oh 18 okay um <laughs> i think it's he only wow. played like eight games but but i mean now we're talking about first year or not I mean, Trubisky's not a first year, but first year in the system and rookie quarterback, they love the tight ends. Dow says it all the time. We all agree. And I think that that could be one of the main focal points of the offense, um, especially when the box is stacked because <laughs> Najee Harris is, I mean, their offensive line is so bad. I mean, why not stack the box? I don't know. It's just very, <laughs> right. it's just a very confusing thing. 3.9 yards per carry for Harris last year. You guys were talking a lot about that earlier today. And I want that, I want that hit on, I want you guys to talk about that. Um, that Najee Harris could be what, who's the 2.0. I call him David Montgomery 2.0. And it's, it's so true. I mean, he's, he made his money last year off of volume. And if, Team smart enough for that, and they key on him, and they put Mitch Trubisky on the run. We've seen 
him fall apart in doing that. So if you are any NFL defense, you say, let's just take away Najee. You're done. That's it. That's all you have to do. Now you've, now you've beaten the Steelers. They might create 14 points on their defensive side of the ball and maybe win a couple of games that way. But if your production out of Najee is strictly coming off of touches, you're taking touches away from the wide receivers that we just spent all this time talking about. You're taking the ball out of the quarterback's hands and preventing you from competing the way that NFL offenses compete nowadays. So to think that we all kind of got all hot and bothered about Najee's huge numbers and his, his RB finish in fantasy football last year, it makes it much less repeatable knowing that he's not actually playing that well. He's just producing on volume because you don't know how long that volume stays there, especially for an older running back. I mean, he's, older he's a second year in the nfl but he's an older second year player so with a lot of mileage yeah 381 touches on the season um and one thing to note too we had we had referenced at some point was talking about how they could not run it as much or take those play action plays and they had to dump it off to naji in like a quick quick pass because a their offensive line was bad and b Ben Roethlisberger couldn't make something happen in the backfield. So those 94 targets that he got last year and 74 receptions are going to go down. It's not going to go up. It can't, it won't. And it, 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 the way that the style is going to go is it's going to go down. So we are going to see, in my opinion, regression from Najee Harris this year. Um, We can't forget either. You got Gunnar Olszewski coming in. That guy's like three, 400 targets himself. When he gets, when he gets 10 return touchdowns, the offense is not going to be on the field. (laughs) That fucking um, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, Calvin Austin was another rookie that they had actually brought in who's pretty interesting for dynasty purposes. Uh, pretty quick uh, wide receiver there. S- short, quick guy. We'll see what ends up happening. Uh, similar to what like Ray Ray McLeod brought them. Um, so uh, see if that's anything in the future. Probably not this year. Uh, so with that, I want to move on. Um, oh, let me give you the strength of schedule first. Uh, quarterback is going to be a little bit of a rough go of it. I'm pretty sure. Um, oh no, that's the next team. So they have nine for the strength of schedule. Uh, so that's fairly decent. Uh, nine for wide receiver as well. 17 for running back and 20 for tight end. Um, moving on to an even more confusing team than we thought, uh, we were going to be talking about, but a fun one to talk about for sure is the Cleveland Browns. Um, they finished the season last year at eight and nine as well. Tied Baltimore. Um, and obvious, the obvious headline is what's up with Deshaun Watson. There was news today that he could sue the NFL if he gets suspended for an entire year. Um, but let me just go through some, uh, stat lines, uh, fourth and rushing that's to no surprise, uh, 27th and passing that's no surprise that had Baker written all over it with his injuries all season and an overall offensive 20, same head coach, same offensive coordinator. So it's the same old story. Um, there, the scheme is not going to change. They're going to try and do what they can. Um, only this time they're trying to do it with a more athletic quarterback. Uh, and keyword is try because what do we, what do we really know? We don't. And, uh, it, the, the main wide receiver addition, Mari Cooper is also waiting for his quarterback, trying to figure out what's going to happen. Uh, like we all are. Well, and, and to your point about the athletic quarterback, you want to install a game plan that Deshaun Watson can run there's nobody else that you could possibly sub in a quarterback that can run what Deshaun Watson can run. If he's elite peak Deshaun, right. I mean, Jacob Brissett's not Deshaun Watson, no matter no, how much you they're want gonna go, to go, they got to go out and get out of the backup for Baltimore there. Tyler Huntley. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Baltimore would not let that guy go. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you've got a lot of issues for the Browns in order how, or to, to even figure out how you're going to project them because we don't know if you're talking ultra elite talented quarterback, or subpar, maybe not even top 32 NFL quarterback. And that impacts everything. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was massive. When you talk about ultra elite, and I had to put in the stats for Deshaun Watson in 2020, because obviously we haven't seen him since then. Ultra elite, he led the league in three separate categories, finished as quarterback five on the season. Uh, 70% completion percentage, elite, right? 480. Uh, excuse me, 4,800 yards passing, 33 touchdowns, seven picks, also added 444 yards on the ground. Elite, elite, elite. elite. Yeah, I, I mean, you, that's you insane. You can't argue about his production on the field. Um, 
now we can talk about rust and, you know, layoff time being a, a huge impact for all players. I mean, he hasn't been in an NFL game for two years now, but I choose to believe that if he's on the field, he plays at an elite level and Amari Cooper probably slots in as a top 12 wide receiver. Um, Nick Chubb, obviously, I think we know he's not really going to be impacted by um, the quarterback as much as Kareem Hunt. But I think with Deshaun Watson on the field, Kareem Hunt is instantly an RB2, probably an RB1.5, like in that 16-ish range easily and with higher, much higher upside. So um, without without Deshaun, I mean, I don't, even, I don't even have Amari Cooper on my radar if it's Jacoby Brissett for a year. I wouldn't draft him. I wouldn't touch him. I'd treat him like persona non grata I mean, last year he ended up finishing wide receiver 27 with a good quarterback so right um i don't have his games played in here but i feel like he may have gotten hurt a little bit he did and it was a lot of the cooper decoy yeah like her, herpa played but do you have yeah, a bone like, bruise like i'll if, play it down if yeah, everything see. goes to plan this offense should be a lot of fun to watch but like you're saying it's everything deshaun plays if nick chubb and cream hunt play 16 games a season like it's a lot of what ifs, but if it hits, it's going to hit very well. But it's a, it's, I mean, right now, I, I would assume Deshaun Watson's getting suspended to at least six games. I am not ready to assume that. I think there's a really real world where he gets zero games. There, there is. I can't assume anything because it yeah. could be the year, it could be two years, it could be nothing. I mean, the thing be, is, I think you should treat it like treat it like, like six or something. Like yeah. if you're drafting now, treat it le- like that. I, I think his ADP says it enough yeah but i mean the fact that, he, that he's coming out and saying i'll sue the nfl if i get a year it's like well you must have heard that's from someone or somewhere if you're saying that already like is that already c- c- kind of known yeah. like your lawyer say hey they're t- they're talking about a year and now is could it you imagine if he th- is threatening them to try and get a lower sentence like that it's like such a back yeah, like, way of thinking mm-hmm. Yeah, it, does it like, work? It might. I mean, it's not at all the same point, you have, well, he you have all, Roger all Goodell. Girls just pay off the NFL. You have Roger Goodell <laughs> with unilateral power to do anything he wants. Yeah. So Deshaun yeah. Watson levies a suit against essentially him. He's going to go, okay, well, now you're spending two years for being a fucking dick and annoying me. Yeah, and you're like, going to go on my list, and it's like, no one can They gave Brady four games for air pressure. They went to they <laughs> went as far as he – and Brady went as far as he could in those lawsuits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it was for a dumb reason. His and, air and pressure, now, and he had science on his side proving him right. And, and they then, still gave him games. So. And then you talk about someone who has just under thirty sexual assault charges. Like, yeah. what do we? Why do you? When think we talk that you about just, the, like the NFL's consistency, is just it's it's just preposterously. It, bad. You it's couldn't insane. make it up. But yeah, because like I'm saying, like oh, he's for sure getting get suspended. And you two are like. Honestly, I'm not surprised if he doesn't because that that's the NFL. You could make a legitimate like drinking card game out of like, is this <laughs> is this real or made up? And be like, a yeah. uh, kid kicked a dog yeah. in the head and got one day suspension. A uh, kid raped 30 women, didn't do uh, zero games. Yeah. And like, you'd have to be like, true or false. You, everybody would leave so hammered. Yeah, it's <laughs> like yeah. this guy, uh, Justin Blackman, got a DUI. Oh, yeah. he, he was suspended indefinitely. Like, Wait, what? Why? Because. Uh, right. Uh, killed a guy. Calvin Ridley <laughs> bet on his team to win a game. One year suspension right away. Yeah. No questions asked. Deshaun Watson, 30 open allegations. I don't know. We're going to need a few months to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and spent a lot of money doing it. Like, uh, I think uh, we talked a yeah. lot about. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's the hard thing did, not to but, because but the reason is, is because how do you look at it? Yeah, it, it's um, based off of Deshaun Watson. Then it flows below that. So, I mean, it's easy to say this, right? And I think I can sum it up. I don't think that there's any disagreement. Deshaun Watson plays. Amari Cooper, awesome. We want him. Uh, Nick Chubb, awesome. We want him. Kareem Hunt, awesome. We want him. David Njoku, awesome. We want him. People's, mm-hmm. Donovan Peoples. This is a fantasy gold mine if he plays. Let's yeah. play the game he doesn't. Right. Who do we get? You say you want to avoid Amari Cooper, but he's definitely going to be able to be someone that's going to give you fantasy points. Why does he have a three? I would so, put in that. Right, so you put, put him, him in there. round seven. He's hanging at six. Round six, he's hanging out. I'll take him. I'll take him there. Wouldn't take him a minute before that if I don't have any assurances that Deshaun's on the field. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. But proceed with caution. Yeah. Nick uh, Chubb. Nick Chubb. I take as a top ten. Yeah, Nick Chubb, Chubb is not affected to me. RB one. Right. Yep. Exactly. And then they have a way better offensive line than Pittsburgh Steelers. So oh, it's not like. 
Yeah, it's but, not like we have to have that same point of like, well, the run game's going to suffer if the quarterback's not good, you know? Right. Um, it, or we could talk about the fact that the division is all headed this way. I mean, Baltimore's a run team. Uh, yep. Pittsburgh's going to have to rely on that. Cleveland's going to rely on that. I mean, Cincinnati's going to be a gonna <laughs> blow away. Everyone, it's an entirely different uh, style of offense. But um, so yeah, the running back's still going to be fine without. Um, uh, well, they're going to lean a lot more on them. That's right. pretty much the. Right. And then uh, one of the interesting there. one is uh, Kareem Hunt, though. So if Deshaun Watson doesn't play, I'd still say Kareem Hunt probably takes a slight hit. But there's an argument to be made that if Deshaun Watson is playing as Jacoby Brissett, that Kareem Hunt's on the field quite a bit as kind right. of like a safety valve. So he's a guy that I could see a lot of fluctuation in both up and down based on what happens with Watson. And I, he, he becomes a, a, quite a conundrum to try to piece together with what happens to him. Yeah, I mean, like he had gotten hurt last year. Obviously, he's had some his his issues. But um, going back... Uh, the couple years prior, you know, he had 38 receptions, 37 receptions. Um, so he's definitely the receiving back of the two. I mean, it's not great. I was actually expecting when I searched the numbers to see a lot higher. Mm-hmm. Um, Wasn't it but, last year where they were almost, I should just look at the stats right in front of me. They're like almost identical for, yeah, like, but he played, yeah, he played, he played like, like eight games games. and that's more like six games. Cause there's games, he, the game he came yeah. back when he missed like five weeks, he got hurt like the first draft. So yeah. he, he barely played, but when he played to start the season, he was like, again, RB1. Okay, so so this is what confused me. Okay, so his first year with Cleveland, he also only played eight games and got 37 receptions. So yeah, that's was, a pace where he's over 70 receptions. Right. So that's why I thought it was going to be higher because his pace of receiving is a lot higher. Um, oh, God, what happened in 2020? Kevin Spancy came in, huh? So <laughs> <Yep>. uh, so <laughs> that, that, cha- that changes things. So, I mean, in 22 and eight games, I mean – yeah, Kareem Hunt might not be as good as you think anymore. Um, so that one's definitely well, he's injury prone. He's you got to put him up there as an injury prone back. And I mean, yeah. they re-signed Dearness Johnson too, who we saw play fantastic last yeah. season, and they right. like him a lot. Right. Yeah. I mean, he had uh, uh, five point three yards per carry to Hunt's four point nine. Just I mean, was, about yeah. the same amount of receptions. Yeah. Though that's mm-hmm. more time. Very and similar. They added for, um, Jerome Ford as well. Who I, I do expect a. Oh, right. Ford, yeah, yep. yep. He's a good, he's a good little running back. Uh, I mean, I David, it was fifth, yeah. sixth, seventh round, something like that. Sounds about right. And then David Bell is a guy that if Deshaun Watson's there, I'd love to take a late flyer on. If yep. Deshaun Watson's Again, out for a year, fantasy nah, gold mine. It I'm could yep. be a fantasy gold mine. <laughs> it could be. And and David Bell's deal was that uh, he was not as athletic as people thought he was going to be going into the combine. That's why he slipped a little bit in the draft, and why the actual perception on him is a little lower. You know who um, wasn't as athletic as people thought he was going to be? DeAndre Hopkins. Are you calling David Bell Jenner Hopkins right now? <laughs> I'm just no, saying, he's not I'm saying that, saying, but he's just saying. He's got the same I'm just saying that and I if, will take this clip. What's this? <laughs> July 18th, 9.41 p.m. David Bell has a better career than DeAndre Hopkins, or I eat my shoe. But only if he has Deshaun Watson for a full 16 games. Shoe. So, Scott, <laughs> just, just clip that. Yep. <laughs> Where are we? 9.43. Got it. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, again... But if he's not there, if Deshaun's not there, I don't want David Bell. I don't want Donovan Peoples-Jones. No, I don't want Kareem Hunt. Um, David Njoku, I think I'm going to want either way. I mean, the guy just got paid. So, mm-hmm. and they got rid of Hooper. So he's the guy now, you know, it's, it's, and especially if there's going to be a, a quarterback issue, I want, I want David Njoku. So um, that, I don't know how you guys feel. I love, I like Njoku a lot. regardless. I do. Of- who's under center. I mean, I like him a lot with more with Watson, but uh, with Bursetti, I mean, he could still finish as a tight end one. Right. Absolutely. Um, to summarize again, uh, what we were going over for strength of schedule, it's actually pretty difficult for the Browns. Uh, 27th uh, rank uh, against or for running backs. Uh, they're playing the defenses. Wow. That just, the words cannot come out there. Um <laughs> 20th for wide receivers, 26 for tight ends. And then I have to scroll over the screen to see 10 uh, for quarterbacks. Um, so again, if, Jesus Christ, if, if he plays, man, this team's going to be gold. <laughs> um, 
Moving on to the winner of the division, Cincinnati Bengals. Finished at 10 and 7. Obviously, we all know that they went to the Super Bowl. Um, so not much change for their coaches. They're going to bring all of them back. Zach Taylor, Brian Callahan coming back for three years in a row now. Uh, offense ranked seventh in points, seventh in passing, 23rd in rushing. And that 23rd in rushing was still fantasy ga- greatness because 1200 was I mean, Joe Mixon. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing as, as Pittsburgh. Like, how, how are they so low? Like, RB3 yep. in the season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's because they had no backup. I mean, in their backup, yeah, I mean, the backup played fine they had too. One, but Mixon, for whatever godforsaken reason, stayed was, healthy. <laughs> stayed healthy all year. So he's sucked everyone back in. Everyone yep. come back in on the Joe Mixon train. Corey can never not draft him again. I know. That was crazy. Also, he also caught the ball last year. I mean, he caught almost every single reception, yeah. except yeah. for the one in the Super Bowl that would have netted me $10,000. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, if he had scored two, I think I had a line uh, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon scoring as a parlay, but uh, yeah. I think I had Joe Mixon scoring twice, though, so that wasn't going to change that. Um, but anyway, I, I, this team was very fun for me to put the stats together for because they added one tight end and they had one tight end depart. So that was it for their offense. You could literally just, um, just put that like CJ Uzoma, like oh, yeah. now Hayden Hurst, just switch the stats that, that Uzoma had last year. I'm like, yeah, I could probably see that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, they did lose Auden Tate as well. I had, I had oh, messed no, up. Oh no. I had messed like up when Atlanta uh, now or something. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Atlanta. Too much yeah, time on Tate as it is. I messed up. I had to keep, I had to keep him in here. Also, I was going to destroy my formula. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll, there's not much more to say other than what we saw last year is going to repeat, if not more, if not greater, because they've improved the offensive line. The one thing that they needed uh, to improve and, and by God, did they do so? They, they spent up, they went and got, um, one of the biggest free agents, uh, I believe it was. Um, uh, the guy from the Cowboys. Uh, Lael Collins. Thank yes. you. Yes. Then they brought in Ted Karras, who was a, 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 a guy not to really sneeze at. And then I believe it was Alex Kappa was from from Tampa Bay as well. Um, those are those are huge additions. Um, and you know, obviously, they have you know Jonah Williams. So that I mean, there's really not need to go into much more of the offensive line other than the fact that it's fantastic now. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I expect big things. Joe Burrow staying upright is going to be the only change for this year. So um, everything should everything being equal, all you see is additional production. Now, what do you think about the wide receivers? I mean, Chase is, I think, again, the number one, obviously. And then T. Higgins continues to build a gap between him and uh, Tyler Boyd, or yeah, have a different take the, on that. Yeah, without yeah. question. I mean, yeah. I, okay. I I think you can put him put him right into the chase as a tight end wide receiver one, and toss in Higgins between wide receiver ten to sixteen, however you feel. Like like the, the, they should both be top fifteen wide receivers. And it could be like, it could be like, you know, what is for two and eight too? Like I could totally see that happening. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. With There's Boyd given the games, like he'll give you those games, but I mean, you can't support all three plus give mixing a, a, a top five RB fantasy season as well. Right. Like that's asking you, for a lot. You could have Jamar chase be wide receiver one this year. And T Higgins is still going to finish around that same range. I don't think, I don't think Jamar chase is going to eat into T Higgins whatsoever. No, I think they're going to nope. be, I think you're going to thrive off each other. I love that pairing. I mean, you we saw it at the end of last season. Uh, fantasy playoffs. Uh, Chase was wide receiver two. Higgins was wide receiver six. And Boy was wide receiver seven. <laughs> like, they they absolutely crushed it. I don't see them being three top ten receivers in the season. But, again, like, that just shows you how good Higgins is. Yeah. And he only did it on the back of six touchdowns, too. 14 had, games, too. I mean, yeah, he played three games. less games than Jamar Chase. And mm-hmm. wide receiver 22, probably on a per game, he probably tossed onto wide receiver like 18, 17. But, I mean, that's a great season. And six touchdowns, that's... It was only 18 doesn't, targets behind Chase. 
I mean, but yeah, uh, yards per reception. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, the, yeah, obviously. Yeah. I mean, fourteen point seven four is actually it's good. Yeah, top twenty in the league too. Eighteen's um, got to be one, right? Seventeen point nine six. It's got to be. I know. I know. McLaurin had one outrageous one his rookie year. It was something like eighteen, nineteen. But um, yeah, the the thing is, is there's really no no change um in philosophy it's all it's all going to be the same that's why you see every consensus rank has you know higgins in that area chase in that area boyd i don't care if he's an afterthought or not i mean he's gonna at least produce something you know draft him in the teens rounds of your drafts and he'll still be able to produce if one of the two gets hurt he's a major winner um so I guess there's really not as much to talk about other than draft your draft your Bengals. Yeah, I mean, going back to their line, we said that they improved, and they improved quite a bit. Their their um, offensive line rank this season is is eighth. Last year is probably thirtieth. Yeah, I mean was, that's yeah, how good. And, and then their RB strength of schedule is ten. So you get you know top eight line with a top ten easy schedule for RB. It's nice for Joe Mixon. It is nice for Joe Mixon if he stays healthy, man. Mm-hmm. There's always that proceed with caution. He's going a lot higher this year than he went last year. I mean, that was yeah, 300 carries last it, season. It was a bonus that he um, was was drafted a little bit later than he normally was because people started to lose their confidence even more, and then he smashed it. So he's going to be back. His 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 cap his draft capital is going to be higher. Um, so still proceed with caution. Dabs will still draft him. I'll still let him draft him. <laughs> he, he, he has to. If I get him in the third round again, of course I will. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. You're not yeah. going to get him in the third round. No. You're going to get yeah. it. You're having to go mid-second. Yep. I don't know. I've been thinking about doing zero RB this year, so we'll see. It's it's a thought a lot of us are having this year, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be tough when the three of us draft back-to-back, plus <laughs> Tom. In yeah, no. Draft. The, so that is such bullshit. Did you know he's also drafting in our other Dynasty League, too? Yeah, for Evan. For Evan. Yeah. Oh, that's, you that's gotta this be Saturday, kidding. right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, at least that's auction, so it's a little bit easier. That's uh, one one more Saturday from this Saturday, two weeks from now. Uh, two weeks, okay. Two Saturdays. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. Yeah. I'll be moving into my beach house that week. So that'll be nice and easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? It's meant at, to be way? in the morning. Nine, 9 a.m. Oh, that's actually works out even better for me. Yeah. Because it's, it's all about no me, matter, right? Yeah. Because no one. matter what time we do, it's going to be brutal for me. So I'm like, just get it out of the way early while I'm moving in. I'll just tell everybody, like, oh, sorry, I can't help with anything. I'm doing a fantasy draft. And then hopefully everybody else has moved in. And then I'm just. Hanging out because if we do it at noon, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in half in the bag by then. Right. Is that well, through so, sleeper? Yeah, yeah, so it's gonna be through sleeper. Um, which I guess we could we could plug a little bit of that too. This is uh, auction draft. Uh, sleeper actually has the capability to do that. Where if you do, I already tested it. Where if you put in a bid, it goes all the way down to ten seconds. Um, or excuse me, if you put in a bid, it goes back up to ten seconds. Okay. So so you so you can see it. Um, $300 is our budget, which is a little bit higher. Um, that was one of the, uh, uh, commissioner's stipulations. We had to, we had to give something to get something. So, um, I mean, at the end of the day, if it's 200 or even like 150, it, you just based off of the in percentages the, in the test, the, uh, the test auction that I did, um, uh, Jordan Taylor, Jordan, that's right. Right, the RB one, Jordan Jonathan Taylor, Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> like, uh, I am, Taylor. I am losing it. Um, like, J.K. Taylor is his first name. J.K. Uh, Robbins. Um, <laughs> he went for like a hundred and fifty-five dollars. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, there's no chance no, that he goes like, for more than fifty percent of your bu- budget. Right. That's a lot. Um, but yeah, so it kept going down. So that that's that. I believe there's not much else. Let's uh, let's let's wrap this. Um, we have uh, strength of schedule for the for the Bengals, ten for running backs, nineteen for wide receivers, twenty four for tight ends, and for Joe Burrow we have twenty four. Uh, so a little bit difficult for him, but better for the rest. And, well, you uh, perceive that that gets a little trickier even too when the Ravens theoretically who we placed twice this year have any cornerbacks you know from from uh last year when every single person on their team was hurt mm-hmm. that's true that's true 
Cleveland so, has a decent defense. These schedules just kind of Steelers based off of defense. last season, too, because this, this could be completely false and changed come week one. Yeah, yeah. So and, don't don't get scared like right away. Like, oh, I like this guy. Oh crap, he's got like the twenty fourth rank. Shit, maybe I shouldn't draft him. Yeah, strength schedule is like a fun little thing. It's more about like, like the end of the end of the drafts. Like you know, yeah. pick a, a, a dart throw. Okay, that guy's got an easy schedule. I'll try it. Out. It's it's meant to see if you have the easiest strength of schedule. Okay, that's going to be a highlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, if you're in the uh, teens, it's like yeah, whatever. Middle of the pack. Yeah, what's the matter? Um. Hey, but it's worked out for David Montgomery two years in a row. Yeah, right. Well, see, easiest strength of schedule. That's why and people have highlighted again them. this year. And this yeah. year again, yeah. I don't know so, how that keeps happening. What, every what's year. up with his their, their line is horrible, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and Najee Harris, same deal. Um, so that'll do it. Uh, we are Top Shelf Fantasy. Go find us on the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Top Shelf FNTSY. Uh, topshelffantasy.com articles on articles are going to be coming out shortly after the division previews we have all of our sleepers dart throws busts and our fun little mock drafts are going to be doing for everyone as well uh stay up to date uh go ahead and see us on twitter i believe that will do it for scott and Corey. i am craig stay fluid stay loose Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay